Good morning, everyone. Uh, so if, if today's homily doesn't make any sense, you can deal with it, because I was up till 1 o'clock last night, and um, you don't have to be a priest, so you don't know what it's like. <laughs> now, we had our gala last night for our school. Great success. Thank you to all of you who came out to support our school. Uh, it was just awesome. And you can just feel the ways that God has blessed us here at Lourdes. And so uh, thank you to all the families and all the people who made last night possible. Uh, it was wonderful. One of the high points in the gospel uh, comes when Jesus stands before Pontius Pilate. Jesus has been questioned by Pilate, and they have this dialogue in John 18 about what is truth. And then Pilate he caves to pressure, he has Jesus scourged, and he's crowned with thorns, and they clothe Jesus in that purple cloak, and they bring him out in front of the crowd, and Pilate has these words that we actually still use at Mass, it's not a direct quote, but we'll get to that. But he says, in Latin, he says, ecce homo, behold the man. Behold the man. And you know that one of my great hopes for all of you is that you come to just love scripture. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be someone who studies the Greek. I just try to impress you with that every week. Um, God's word is not just for priests. It's not just for nuns. It's for you. And one of the things you learn as you come to know scripture is that in John's gospel, the days on which things happen are very important. And so the day that Jesus is in front of Pilate, right, it's Good Friday. It's, a, it's, it's Friday where he's going to be crucified. But John's gospel is always seeing what happens in Jesus and it's holding it against what happened in the creation story. And if you know your creation story, what day of the week is Friday? What number? Way to like, whisper so you, if you get it wrong, you're not condemned. Yeah. It's day six. It's the sixth day, right? Christians oftentimes think that the seventh day is Sunday. Sunday is the first day of the week. The seventh day is Saturday. Friday is the sixth day. That's the day, and bring this all together, that's the day Adam and Eve were created. And that matters for St. And so in John's Gospel, Pilate, not even knowing what he's saying, says, behold, not just a man, not just anyone, behold the man. And that's what our readings are about today. This is what they're about. When you go home today, I want you to look up our second reading. When you hear it at Mass, it's a very dense reading. And it's hard to hear it all just during the Mass. Go back to Romans chapter 5 and read that chapter again. Uh, it is one of the most encouraging things you will ever read.
and it'll build you up. Here's what's going on, though. Pilate says, behold the man. And brothers and sisters, today, what the readings hold out to us is there are two men. And there's two ways to be human. There's Adam and there's Christ. And all of us have that choice before us. And Paul goes after this time and time again in the New Testament. Time and time again. And so there's this wonderful, it's like this mirror image today. Uh, it's, like, it's like this symmetrical thing that happens in our readings. In the first reading, Adam is tempted in the garden and he falls. And in, on, the, on the opposite side, in the mirror image, Jesus is tempted the true man, but Jesus, of course, does not fall. And in the middle, Paul tells us there's two men. And who are you going to image? Who are you going to mirror? One of my, my favorite quotes ever is from Oscar Wilde. And a very simple one, but I just it resonates so deeply with me. Oscar Wilde has this line where he says, I can resist everything except temptation. And I'm just like, amen, brother. (laughs) I hear you loud and clear. We don't often think this way. We kind of just live our lives and we, we go from day to day. But brothers and sisters, there's a choice in front of every one of us. There's a choice about, are you going to be Adam or are you going to be Jesus? Who are you going to imitate? Who are you going to model? How are you going to see the world? Adam and Jesus, there's a lot of similarities between them. Adam is frequently referred to as the son of God because he's the first human. But Jesus, of course, is the true son of God. When Adam's created, he's in a garden. And Jesus, the pivotal events of our redemption happened in gardens. Jesus makes his great act of trust in God the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane. When Jesus rises from the dead, he's in a garden. Mary Magdalene, in fact, mistakes him for a gardener. The fathers of the church compare when Eve is created, it's a side from the rib of Adam, And they tell us that Jesus, as the new Adam, the new founder of humanity, Jesus sleeps the sleep of death on the cross, and blood and water pour forth from his side, which is his bride, the church, because the blood is Eucharist and the water is baptism. There's two ways to be human. There's two ways to go through your life. And the normal way is Adam. (laughs) We're born into Adam. And and I wish if we had, this is one of those days, one of these days I've got to like become friends with the Protestant minister because I'm so jealous. They get like 45 minute sermons. It's just, it's not fair. (laughs) But Paul talks about this all over the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says very similarly to this. He says, you're either going to bear the image of Adam or you will bear the image of Christ. You will be one of the two. 
And we normally operate out of Adam. What does that mean? And the Catechism of the Catholic Church has this wonderful paragraph, 397. It's so simple, and it cuts right to the heart of the issue of what it means to be like Adam. It says this, it says, Man tempted by the devil, which is our first reading, let his trust in his creator die in his heart. If you read our first reading today in Genesis chapter 3, Satan knows what he's doing. At the root of sin in all of our lives, whether we acknowledge it consciously or not, there's something inside every one of us that says, is God really good? Is he really out there for my good? Does he really want what's best for me? And it always comes with commandments, right? He tells Eve today, he says, didn't God say that you can't eat of any tree, any, the fruit of any tree? Doesn't it feel like that as a Catholic? I used to joke with my, when I led high school Bible studies, I'd give my guys a copy of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And I would jokingly write a Catechism paragraph zero in there. And I just wrote, all you need to know is that God hates everything that is fun. Right? Don't we feel that way sometimes as Catholics? It's just all these rules. And when we grow up, we think, Lord, are your rules really for my good? Do you really want what's best for me? Do you really know how I'm supposed to find happiness? And most of us, we just think we know better than God. We might not say that, you know. When, you, when we go out to parties and whatever, all those things that happen when they shouldn't, we don't say this. We're not going off and saying, all right, God, I know way better than you. But that's what's going on deep down inside. St. Augustine says this. He's talking about his own life. He says, I deserted you, my God. In my youth, I wandered away too far from your sustaining hand and created of myself a barren waste. By the way, that's where T.S. Eliot got the title for his great poem, The Wasteland. I went to Carthage where I found myself in the midst of a hissing cauldron of lust. Brothers and sisters, when we're like Adam, when we let the trust that we have in God die in our hearts, we go searching somewhere else. That's the root of sin right there. We don't really trust God. Jesus gives us a new start. Right? There's, in, in Christ, there's a new way to be human. There's a new way to go through life. And Jesus, tempted in the desert, he trusts the Father. Deep in his heart, even when it's hard. In Gethsemane, it's so powerful. The cross is right in front of Jesus. The suffering is coming. And he doesn't desire to suffer, just like all of us. 
Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass, but not as I will, but as you will. Lord, I trust you. That's what it means to be in Christ. A fresh start, a new beginning, a new way to be human. That's the choice in front of you. Will you be Adam or will you be Christ? And if you're someone right now, you think, you know, Father Brian, I'm like Adam. I kind of seek my own path. I go my own way. God must hate me. No, that's not wicked or evil. It's just human. (laughs) All of us, we just, that's who we are. But I want to turn with you to Romans. And brothers and sisters, today, more than anything, as we enter into Lent, whatever you're giving up for Lent, I loved it. I opened our bulletin, and there's a thing from Dynamic Catholic, and it says, don't give up chocolate for Lent. Right? I love that. It's like, it's not about what you give up. What it's about is, do you love and trust God? We say no to ourselves because we don't want to be people who are self-reliant. We want the pattern of the cross in our lives. It says, Lord, I trust you even with the cross. I trust you. But brothers and sisters, I want to just give you hope. I am one of those people who's like, prone to despair. Certain temperaments just go different ways, and I'm kind of like that. You know, I'm like, I stub my toe, and I'm like, why God? You know, <laughs> the world is so evil. Why did it have to be this way? <laughs> and I can get that way, and I can look at the world, and sometimes the world seems so dark, and sins everywhere, and how are we ever going to become holy in a culture like ours? And if you're like me, brothers and sisters, you need Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 will make you hopeful, it'll fill your heart with joy, and it'll make you bless God. So hear this again. There's two men, there's Adam, there's Christ. It says, the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, who's that? That's Adam, the one man. He sinned, and all of us encountered death because of that. Two of my favorite words of the New Testament come next. Much more. Much more. Hear it again. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift and the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. You see, God didn't just kind of contend with Satan and, wow, we finally made it. Skin of our teeth, you know, we're going to make it to heaven with our eyebrows singed. That's not what the New Testament says. The New Testament says the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, was so much greater than the sin of Adam, that the grace and love and mercy of God overflow. Just a few lines later, if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, And hear those words again. Much more will those who receive the abundance of grace 
and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, God's grace is there for you. Lent's a new beginning. It's time for us to be created anew. And I know I have things in my life I'm not proud of, and I have moments of doubt, and at the heart of it, I want to go back to that catechism paragraph. Do you trust God? Do you believe that he loves you? That he wills what is best for you? That he's out for your salvation? It's hard for me to believe it sometimes, but I believe. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Lord, help me to rebuild that trust in my heart for God the Father. To know that you love me, that you died for me, that that grace can abound in my life to overflow. That's what it's about. Who will you be? Will you be Adam or will you be Christ? Who will you follow? God's out for your good. And so brothers and sisters, this Lent... What you give up, great, love it. We need penance. We have to say no to ourselves. It's super important. But the only reason we do penance is so that God's life may reign inside of us. Jesus, take away my Adam. Take away my distrust, my infidelity, my weakness. Jesus, in you and your victory, in your faith, hope, and love, Lord, may I become like you. May I become the skint man.